Hayes. Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. Hey, listeners. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Hi, this is Tim Del Toro. And I'm Lou Angel Wolf, and we are the Grease Gurus. Our show is broadcast every Saturday morning live at WTAN Tan Talk Radio 1340. That's 10 o'clock every Saturday morning for an automotive forum that is flavored with humor and insight. We encourage you to call in and be part of the Grease Gurus show. We'd love to have you, and we will certainly help you find your inner grease. This show is sponsored by Tim's Performance Service Center in beautiful Tarpon Springs at 906 Verona Place. And you can reach us personally at 727-543-1601. Aha. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Starring Jim Neighbors as Gomer Pyle. Also starring Frank Sutton as Sergeant Carter. Golly, Shazam! Is this a paying customer? Is this a paying customer? Say, 50 bucks the Smales kid picks his nose. Come on, buddy. Don't do it, don't. Here you go. Here you come. All right, kid, take your time. Now, don't do it. Come on, come on. Come on. Is this a paying customer? I'm sure. 50 bucks more says eats. You're on. You're on. I won't do it, kid. Don't, don't, don't. Don't do it, don't do it. There you go. He's going, bro. He's going. Yeah! Yeah. Yeah. Is this a paying customer? Is this a paying customer? Well, most people, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to pay $75 for tires. So they hear they're only $49.95. Then you got to buy all them extras, like, do you want them on the car? <laughs> no, I'll just eat them here. Is this a paying customer? You want them balanced? What are you going to say? Hell no, I like to go down the road, have a go, bam, 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 bam. And that's what we're talking about tonight, because one little slip, you're out. Is this a paying customer? This is Ted Nugent celebrating the American dream on nostalgic radio and cars. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Running your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfStreamMotorsports.com. You can find out all about our services, and don't forget, if you missed any of our past shows, visit Nostalgic Radio and Cars, the archive page. You can hear all of our past 300 and some odd shows, and congratulations to myself and Bobby and everybody, because tonight is our seven-year anniversary! We had so, a big peanut crowd in that. Is that it? That's a pretty big, that's a big that's a, crowd That's right a big there. crowd, yeah. Oh, that's all our listeners are sitting out here in the lobby. Okay, Bobby, why don't you do the uh, social media honors yes. for us? Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, Periscope, and Instagram, at Nostalgic Radio and Cars, at NRC on air, and at Gulfstream Motorsports on Instagram only. 
How about that? Okay, well, I'll tell you what. What we're going to do is we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. We're actually going to open the call-in lines, so, Whoa, wait, which, wait, we, wait, which we don't what? normally do. We're going to open up the phone, the phone lines, and uh, let's see. What's the number here? 727 locally. Uh, yes, locally. 727-441-3004. Toll free. 866-826-1340. That's 866-826-1340. And give us a call. And online at Tantalk1340.com, as we mentioned earlier, to see us live. Well, see you live. You know, see me nobody live. Nobody ever sees me live. <laughs> they can hear you, though. They can hear me. They can hear you. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, and it looks like we already got a caller on the line here. And we have a guest on the line who's also a host of his own radio show, the man that knows all about the inner grease and host of his own weekly show, The Grease Gurus. I'm delighted to welcome to the show tonight, Tim Del Toro. Good hey. evening, Robert. Congratulations on seven years of... Uh, being on the radio and and letting everybody know that uh, there's people out there that love cars and and uh, can help them with their cars. So congratulations to you and and everybody that helps you do your show every week. Okay, well thank you very much. And speaking of guys that help people with their cars, that would be all about you and and the Grease Guru and uh, and Tim's Performance Service. Yeah, well you know we we do a little bit of that for our daily bread, and uh, of course we started. The Grease Guru Show about three years ago now. I don't. I haven't actually kept real good records, but uh, you know we're into our third summer. I know that because uh, I have sweat rings. It's like trees have rings. You know when you cut them open, I have sweat rings anymore for uh, the amount of years that I've sweat in the Florida sun. So uh, that's a good way to gauge how old you're getting. It's how it's not how long a shadow you cast. It's your sweat rings. Just remember that. <laughs> sweat rings. <laughs> oh boy! Don't let that, people think about that one for you a while. Think, think about that one for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you had an exciting weekend. You and uh, your lovely bride of how many years now? Thirty, twenty-five years. Oh, me and mine have been married uh, fifteen years. Oh, fifteen so, years. Uh, yeah. So you guys. Yeah. Uh, had like a second Heimlin this weekend? Is that what it was? No, no, it wasn't that. It was Mother's Day. Oh. It was my birthday this past week, so we just got the heck out of town. Oh, okay. Anyway, so, uh, Bobby, do we have somebody else on the line? Okay, hey, we got an old friend of yours on the line. I'd like to welcome the king of car comedy himself, Mark McFadden. Mark, how you doing there, buddy? Pretty good, Robert. How you doing? Pretty good. I got your old buddy Tim Gibson on the line. What do you think of that? Hey, Mark. Yeah. Hey, doing, Tim, sir? how you doing? Good, I'm good. Doing How about well you? For an old, I'm doing well for an old man. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm not as old as you, apparently. <laughs> you just don't think so. <laughs> well, now, now, what we need to do, since there's the three of us here, and we're all car guys, and we're all from the, uh, the local uh, Lower Pinellas County area, <laughs> why don't we talk about some of the good old days when we could get away with street racing and hot dogging and all that other fun stuff? Wow. That'll take yeah. you back. That'll so, take you back. You need, you need a longer show. <laughs> we need a longer show. Well, now, see, Mark, I know what, uh, I know, uh, Mark had a Chevrolet back then. I think, you, Tim, didn't you start out with a Ford, like me? Yeah, I, I I had several cars during high school, but I ended up with a pretty nice ride uh, between my junior and senior year. I got a, a Torino Cobra Jet, which uh, was a pretty fast car in its day for a, for a mid-sized car. So, uh, you know, I, uh, I can remember going down 66th Street just as fast as that car would go and just oblivious to anything like maybe red lights or stop signs or anything like that. It, it just seems ludicrous to say that now but uh most of us did that on a regular basis what was the what was the drive-in down there on 62nd avenue mark we used to hang out at 62nd avenue yep 62nd avenue down uh not too far from the hospital which uh i would think is kind of uh justice in case you had a screw up you could be at the hospital pretty quick but uh (laughs) It, it was like a dog and suds or something like that, but it had another name. But anyway, we used to pull out of there, and there was a Sunoco station across the street. And it didn't matter what color the light was. When we pulled out of the drive, and we were uh, racing, and uh, we we're usually heading south towards Pasadena Avenue. So um, anyway, it sounds like old war stories, but we used to do that quite regularly. Are you talking about Sandy's on Central? 
No, it was on 62nd Avenue, right? Right. 49th Street? Goony Golf and everything like that off of 66th Street. Oh, yeah, I remember that now, yeah. No, I can't think of the name of that. Yeah, see, you are getting old. <laughs> <laughs> First thing goes is your memory, buddy. <laughs> no, that, they say that's the second thing they go. Yeah, I know, but they got pills for that. <laughs> you got pills for yourself. So, Mark, back in your day, now did you, let's see, Tim, you also had a, you, your Torino. I remember you telling me that you actually towed your drag car around with that, right? Yeah, when I got a little bit older out of high school, I, I started racing uh, in modified production, and uh, that's all I had to drive was that Torino. So I put a hitch on it and used to tow my race car with it. Okay, Mark, what did you do? You had Well, you had some pretty fast cars in high school, too, and you, both of you guys went to where? Dixie, Dixie Hollands. Dixie Hollands, Okay. So, Mark was in the automotive uh, uh, department for a few months. Uh, that, that's, that's a whole interesting story, too. <laughs> he may not, he might not want to talk about that one. <laughs> Mark, what did you have in high school? What was your uh, badass car? Um, I had three cars when I went to Dixie. I had a fuel-injected 61 Corvette with a four-speed and 48. I had a 63 XK Jaguar and a Cadillac limousine. Wow, you went across the board there. Yes. So, what'd you use your tow car for your race car, or did you even do, did you do any street drag racing back in the day, or were you more of a street racer like me? I I street raced most of that time. I got into drag racing uh, after I got out of high school, and then I bought a crew cab dually and a, a chaparral trailer. Okay, so you did it professionally then? No, I just well, because you, it was better. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, when did you when did the '55 Chevy hit the scene? Uh, 1970. 70. You still have that car, don't you? Yes, I do. You do? Okay. Yeah, it's hey. a uh, through, through two with 12 and a half. Roller, tunnel ram, a couple of 660s. Okay. Well, hang on, guys. we gotta hey. go to we got to go to a break here real quick, so don't go away. I want to get you guys back on the phone so we can uh, all right. feud it up a little bit here. You know, get some of this Ford Chevy thing going here. I know, Mark, you're just okay. waiting to beat on me. So, Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Video Cars. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. 
Hi, this is Tim Del Toro. And I'm Lou Angel Wolf, and we are the Grease Gurus. Our show is broadcast every Saturday morning live at WTAN Tan Talk Radio 1340. That's 10 o'clock every Saturday morning for an automotive forum that is flavored with humor and insight. We encourage you to call in and be part of the Grease Gurus show. We'd love to have you, and we will certainly help you find your inner grease. This show is sponsored by Tim's Performance Service Center and beautiful Tarpon Springs at 906 Verona Place. And you can reach us personally at 727-543-1601. Aha. You may be owed some money. After 911 and 411, call 541. That's 727-541-1741. Call Gulfstream Motorsports for a diminished value report. Due to my 28 years experience in the auto salvage business, I'm very good with wrecks. So if your car's been involved in a wreck, call me for a diminished value report. Call 727-541-1741. You may be owed some money for the lost value of your repaired vehicle. And visit us at GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Torino, the Ford that gives you better ideas for less. Make it better, then price it lower. That's the whole idea behind Torino. Torino's three-speed automatic transmission can operate manually for extra control. The lean six-passenger Torino's front power brakes are disc brakes for straighter, fade-resistant stops. And those high-back bucket seats aren't just buckets with separated headrests. Torino's four-speed transmission comes with a Hurst shifter. Torino gives you big car options its nearest competition doesn't offer. Even a heated rear window defroster. On top of that, Torino is the only middle-sized car with this choice of roof lines, sports roof and hardtop. And its longer wheelbase gives you a smoother ride. The list runs on practically forever, but time doesn't. So see your Ford dealer for the entire Torino story. Torino, the Ford that gives you better ideas for less. Hey, this is Lou Santiago of Car Fix and GarageInsiderTV.com. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Enjoy the show. Okay, we're back. Okay, Mark, let those four yeah. jokes fly because I'm waiting for them. <laughs> well, you know, I was just listening to the advertising, and you have something about diminished value. Yeah. Isn't that what happens to your reputation when you race a Ford? <laughs> Tim, you want to comment on that? Because you're a Torino guy, too, or used to be. Well, you, you know, I never... I'm kind of one of those guys that appreciates all kinds of cars. When when I seen Wally Booth taking American Motors and and win Pro Stock back in the seventies, and and that was no small feat. Or Mark Donahue in an AMC, or Bobby Allison in an AMC running races and winning. You know, I mean, uh, I think you can make a refrigerator run if you if you're smart and <laughs> logical and you have backing. So. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I I really I really love all kinds of cars. Uh, I I know a guy that makes Buicks run really well. You know, and I mean everybody kind of looks like, what do you mean? So, uh, you know, I, I've raced Chevrolets, I've raced Fords, I've raced some Mopars. They all have their own little uh, intricacies that make them wonderful. So. Uh, Anyway, nothing sounds better than a big Hemi motor. So, uh, you know, I mean, uh, we lost Bob Reed here recently. So, uh, you know, I wonder oh, what happened aware to of his that. cars. Yeah, Bob Reed passed away. No kidding. Who was he? So, uh, he was a Hemi racer. He, he had some guy? of the old Socks and Martin cars. And, oh. uh, you know, I mean, nice stuff. Really nice stuff. A, a Hemi car with a four-speed in it. You know, I mean, uh takes a man to drive one of them. Well, he had both. He had an automatic and a four-speed car. Yep. And uh, last time I knew, he was up in North Carolina. I haven't talked to him in a number of years. Yeah, that smoking got to him, I think. Mark, yeah. tell us, give us a, a, a really good story, a street race story back in the day, something that, uh, well, let's just say something that um, would be funny. <laughs> well, you know, there's nothing really that funny about it. It's just it, back in the day, I mean, you could go out here to Gandy Bridge and there'd be 300 cars show up out there. And uh, it was it was a lot of fun. And back then the police used to kind of ignore us. They did on the south side of St. Pete, too. They would uh, We'd go to a place called Simpson Shell, and we'd meet there. They were Mopar racers. And uh, we'd show up down there, and the cops would roll in. They'd look at all the cars, ask a lot of questions. We'd go down to the interstate. was not finished at that time. And we'd race down there, and up above us on the overpass were the cops betting on us. 
<laughs> now, I don't think we could pull that off today. No. Nope. Nope. Tim, how much street racing did you do, or did you confine it? Were you? No, you, I, we, I. You know what? I had to be able to get to work, so tearing up my car that I needed to drive wasn't really a good option. I, I, uh, I decided that I was going to have a race car and a nice car. So, uh, you know, it didn't take me too long to figure out it wouldn't take the abuse to uh, race it on the street and then try and make it to work every day. So. Uh, I don't know. I was just one of those weird guys that just couldn't afford to be broke down and not get to work. Mark, how many spare cars did you have? Well, I know you get a lot of cars. So, uh, so like your '55 that with the 302 in it. What that thing turn? That was like a that was a low 12 second car, high 11s, wasn't it? Back in the day. Yeah, it run mid to high 11s. Okay, and that was uh, a, that was that was more set up really for the street. It had a 617 gear in it. Ooh. And a 31-inch tall tire. So it was basically designed to go light to light. Um, but if I went through a Bradenton, I went through at 8,600. Holy jeez. That's twisting it pretty good, isn't it? Well, you know, uh, it'll twist as far as the Vell Springs will let it. <laughs> the Vell Springs will let it. That's right. Well, you know, it's funny because you talk about the technology back that we had back in the day. You know, you look at these kids today with these fast cars, and they're running, you know, what, uh, deep into the nines? And yep. if, if we got... If we got deep in the 12s back in the 70s, we were doing real good. And that's with all state of the art oh, yeah. stuff like you talking about, you know, trick cams, uh heavy duty, you know, valve springs that we could that wouldn't uh, you know, shatter basically, which is what they did back in the day, decent exhaust. And we didn't have much for ignition or uh electronics back in those days, did we? I used a BEI in that 55 Chevy. You used to what? Yeah, you want a BEI Oh, Breaker yeah. electronic ignition. Break, okay. Um, you know, a few years back, I bought a 69 Chevelle. Uh, it was a 375 horse four-speed car, chambered exhaust and 410 gears. I came off the interstate here on 118th, and there was a blonde woman next to me in some kind of turbo German something, <laughs> and I, I couldn't beat her. She whipped me in that car. It's just, that's how far technology's gone. Wow. And it's it's growing in leaps and bounds, I might add. You know, I mean, this new demon that's going to come out is going to be just, uh, well, the, the racing sanctions have already banned the car because they they know that there's nothing to compete with it. So uh, they've already well, given what, it a black eye, which means everybody will want one. From what I understand, there's supposed to be a mid-nine-second car right out of the box. Yep. Full it power and drag air. radials on it. And... and uh, it, it has uh, a, a supercharged engine that uses the air conditioning to intercool the charge into the engine. So uh, yep. they're stretching everything they can stretch, but still in all, it's, it's 800 horsepower car. You know, you can buy. And I don't, I don't believe the 800 horsepower. I bet you it's a lot more than that. <laughs> well, that... And you, you know what's funny about this? Somebody will buy it and they'll want to tune it up more. <laughs> <laughs> well, they already produce a chip for it, an aftermarket chip. Um, I, and I also understand they have a dual fuel system. So you can run race gas and regular gas, too. Really? That's what somebody was telling me about it today. A buddy of mine ordered one. They uh, He's put his order in, but they, they, they say they're not quite available yet. Now, you think about this. Let's go back to the 70s, okay? So you had an LS6 Chevelle that was supposedly conservatively rated at 450. You had a 426 Hemi, which was conservatively rated at four and a quarter. You had a Boss 429 that was conservatively rated at four, at 375. So, and the, and the argument back in the day was, well, we underrate the horsepower for the purposes of insurance company. So now here we are, fast forward. Last year you had the 707 horsepower, what was that, the Hellcat? Now you've got yeah, an yeah. 800 plus horsepower, the Demon. And again, Mopar is kind of like, you know, with the big elephant motor, so to speak, you know, because back in the day the Hemi motor was an elephant motor. So here they are again with the biggest, baddest motor, and uh, we're right back. So now, you, like, like you just said, Mark, a few minutes ago, you know, does it really have 800 horsepower? Is that a conservative rating? You know, I had a 67 GTX with a 426 in it, a 4-speed that I ran for a little bit. When I bought that car, I took the motor out, put it on a dyno, 
and without doing anything to it, just taking out a car and putting out a dyno, it was 503. Wow. So you can imagine one with tuned past stock specs, you could probably squeeze 600 horsepower out of one of those realistically. Okay. And the same holds true for the big block Chevrolet or, or in some cases, the big block Fords. Correct. Of course, Mark won't agree with the big block Ford thing, will you? Robert, I only bust on the Fords because you have them and you like them. <laughs> I've got a ton of Fords. <laughs> no, that's Every a- manufacturer made something that was cool. Every one of them. That's true. That's true. And, and here's Not- another thing that we, we must accept. We're baby boomers, the three of us, and we're talking about cars we like. But these young people today, they, they're, they're watching the Fast and Furious. That's That's the cars they idolize and and quite frankly i don't think we really understand it but uh you know these turbocharged four-cylinder cars uh anybody know the word bruno marcel uh he just won comp eliminator at uh, atlanta a week or two back with a turbocharged four second uh four-cylinder car that runs well over 200 miles an hour in a quarter mile uh, I'm talking about an Ecotec-based engine, you know, that you would see getting 35 miles to a gallon in your little uh, Chevy Cruze, you know. So yeah. uh, the technology is certainly different than what uh, we're talking about on Nostalgic Cars <laughs> Radio tonight. But, you know, it's it's just that the performance today is is whatever your pocketbook can bear. You know, I'll tell you right now, Tim, I feel sorry for young kids today because they're never going to know what it feels like to pull out in the street with a four-speed and drop the hammer on a Hemi or an LS6 or a Super Cobra jet. They're never going to know that feeling because most of them are automatics because of the turbos, of course. But they're never going to have that feeling. Yeah, but it's, it's a whole, they're buying a, Ferraris. A they're buying Ferraris. They can they can skip what we had to deal with, no brakes and just inline performance. <laughs> they, they they got cars that do everything well, and they got air conditioning, which we used to take out of the cars, right? <laughs> We'd put that in the corner of the garage, and it eventually would get thrown out because we didn't want anything that robbed power. But uh, the, the world has changed, and I guess we're going to be dinosaurs if we don't get with it. No, I'm good with that. Me too. Yeah, me too. I'm already digging a hole. (laughs) Here's here's the thing, guys. In our age bracket, the baby boomers, in my opinion, I think we have lived the best the world has ever seen and ever will see, and that includes finances, opportunities, freedoms, cars, women, and music. We lived it. Yeah, even our parents did pretty good because they actually got to retire with a pension and get the gold watch and... I'm seeing uh, most of us uh, not getting the, any of that. We Most of us, uh, we got what we got by working, and they got rid of the 401s and all the golden parachutes and all that. We're, we're kind of coming up on a frightening uh, outlook if you're going to live to be 70, 80, 90 years old. The baby boomers have not saved well, at least I haven't, so I'm speaking for myself. So donations can be sent to the Grease Guru Show at WTAN for Tim's old age. So, uh, that is think not about what that, we folks. program here. <laughs> oh, geez, that's good. But you know what? Here's the, here's the other question we got. Okay, so, you know, we're the baby boomers, and, and I agree with Mark, you know, and I'm sure Tim agrees to some extent. You know, like I said, there's nothing like dropping a hammer on a big block and with a four-speed and just, you know, a spontaneous street race. That was just cool back in the day. But the thing is, is how do we get these young kids to take an interest in our old cars, you know, because what's going to happen? Now, fortunately, Bobby, you know, he's exposed to them, so he kind of takes an interest in But there's a lot of guys out there that, that a lot of kids out there that don't have that, that uh, opportunity because their dad or grandfather or somebody never really kind of wound them up to some of the, to the old cars. Robert, if you think about it, though, over the years, you've seen different cars rise in value rapidly. Like, for a while, there was a, the 64, 5, 6 Mustangs. Right. Then it was the Eldo Convertibles, uh, Model Ts, Model As. And now uh, the street rods were real hot for a while, but now all the street rod guys are dying off, and the street rod values are falling rapidly. When the baby boomers expire, I think the muscle car market will soften rapidly. 
Sure. That makes sense, doesn't it? That's a, that's a scary thought. Now, here's so what's interesting. Buy those Toyota Camrys now. <laughs> They're <laughs> right. going to be worth a fortune. Well, but here, look. Let me just throw something out. Like this past Saturday over at, uh, at Audi and Clearwater, they had a little uh, get-together there. It was kind of like a Cars and Coffee. Now, what I noticed is, is there was serious, a car guy, in my definition, like Tim's a car guy, Mark's a car guy, I'm a car guy. We like two or three cars. We get in them. We eat, sleep, drink them, know everything there is to know about them. We wrench on them. We play with them. A car enthusiast, which is what you typically see at many car shows, is just a guy that wrote his check, got his car, hangs out there, looks good. He gets tired of that one, goes buys another one. He's fickle. Okay? But he, he, he kind of likes cars, but he's not really into cars. Well, this little get-together they had here was... A bunch of real car guys. I mean, there, there was a guy there. You could appreciate this, Mark. The guy had a 19 or 2000, whatever it was, that Saturn Sky, which looks like a Solstice or something like that. But when it, yep. rolled, when it rolled in, I didn't pay any attention to it, okay? And neither did Bobby, you know, so it's a Sky, big deal. Okay, but the problem was he had some really fat tires and wheels on that thing, okay? Well, when he took off out of the parking lot, giving some buddies test drives, it made a lot of noise. Well, when he came back in, he had the hood open. So we walked over. Well, he had a 600-some-odd horsepower supermotor wedged in there. And the guy really got into it. Then the guy with a Lexus 300 has a 500-horsepower Toyota Supermotor. And another guy was there with his tricked-out Viper. And so where I'm going with this is, like, these guys are really car guys. They're into the high-tech, the, you know, the mass airflow, the computers, the, you know, playing with all the, the, the high-techy stuff where you plug-and-play type deal. But yet, if a couple of old guys showed up, because we drove up in the old MG, they actually took just as much interest in our little plain Jane MGB as we did in their high-tech cars, so I think if we had more get-togethers where, where the young guys and the old guys got together, but the, the hardcore car guys got together, I think that's one way to bridge that gap where we can get the old guys to get into the newer stuff and the newer guys, younger guys, to get into our old stuff. I mean, what, would, what do you guys say to that? I like agree with that. Corvette. What'd you say? You want I, I agree I said, with you, Robert, on that. Okay. Um, and Tim wants I'm a Corvette? Saying, I'll, I'll take a new Corvette if somebody wants to give it to me. I will not <laughs> complain. I will, I will love it. I will drive it. I will enjoy it. Well, Tim, you know what? Down the street, there's a friend of mine that's got a, uh, a an old Z06 with a bad motor in it. That's a, that's a start for you. Yes. You, yes, you can buy the car. It's a, it's a real Z06, and, uh, and and I'm sure Mark has a motor laying around for one of those, don't you, Mark? You got an Ellis motor laying around someplace? Um, yeah, they're pretty easy to come by these days. Okay. What, uh, what year is the Z06? Uh, 2003. Yeah. It's just sitting there with a bad motor in it. Spun a bearing. And that's hard to do on an LS motor. I think did something to it, but anyway, it's sitting there. It's been sitting there for about six months now, and the guy hasn't gotten around to doing anything with it. So uh, yeah. I was over Is there. It black? Other. It's red, black yeah, interior, and in pretty nice shape actually. Huh. What you want? Sounds for? like there's some money to be made, Mister Mark. Uh, the last I heard, the last I heard, he was just the way the car sits. He's like around eight, nine grand, something like that. And but you know, he may be high, he may be low. I don't know. Yeah. So, what's that car worth? I mean, what's a nice one worth? Fifteen? A driver? Yeah, you can you can buy them a little cheaper than that. Okay. So, what's the cost of an LS motor? It depends how far you want to go with it, and, uh, and what's wrong with that one. Because you're better off trying to fix that one if possible. Yeah, because it's the original motor. I don't know. I don't know much yeah. about LS motors. Um, I do yeah. know that they're you know pretty popular swaps. They're almost bulletproof. I mean, you really got to practice to tear one of those up. Okay. You know, a ton of nitrous or a ton of boost can tear one up, but the bottom ends are they're almost bulletproof. Interesting. Hence the word almost. Almost. Yeah. Well, it, you know, anything can be broken. I mean, I'm, I have customers I that can, can break an that. anvil. Okay. I, I have some young men that come in here that can break an anvil. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think what we're going to do, we're going to take a little break here just for a second. So, guys, stick around for a few more minutes if you want. And uh, we're going to go to a little break, unless you got someplace you got to be, guys. Nope. or. Uh, I'm good. You're good? Okay, good. Tim, you good? I'm, I'm good. I'm in my underwear. I'm comfortable. <laughs> That's a visual I'm going to have to pass on. Yeah, that makes two of us. Okay. <laughs> All right, you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio Cars. We've got a little music here. What do we got here, Bobby? One way out. That's oh. into the break. Yeah, that's what we need right now. One way out. All right, Tim, this one goes out to you. <laughs> <laughs>
like a small economy import, but you'd never know to look at it. It's averaged over 25 miles per gallon in simulated city and suburban driving, but it's frisky with a wider stance than any little import, so you won't be pushed around by the wind. With high-backed bucket seats in front and comfortable room all around, and Ditto Strong, built to run and run and run with little servicing, little noise, little expense. Pinto, a little carefree car to put a little kick in your life. A little better idea from Ford, coming September 11th. Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and you're listening to Nostalgia Radio and Cars. And if you're not, you're a communist. <laughs> okay, we're back. All right, Mark, let it fly. Wait for the Pinto cut down. <laughs> no, 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 nothing for me. I'm good. Listen, a better you know, idea. I'm a Chevy guy, but... My my shop truck is a '55 Ford with a 351 Cleveland in it. So oh okay, you know. there, you, there you go. That's because you want reliable deliveries, right? <laughs> no, it's because I got the truck real cheap. <laughs> <laughs> business is bad. I couldn't afford a real Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some people just don't know when to leave something alone, do they? <laughs> well, this is what. See, Tim, you need to go down there. In fact, we need to do that. We need to have a little reunion down there, Quaker Steak and Lube, or a.k.a. Goobers and Lubers, and sit out there in the parking lot, because it is pretty funny. Right, Mark? Oh, yeah, yeah. So Tim needs to join us down there one Thursday night and uh, just get a lawn chair out there, and it's uh, it's it's cut-down, cut-up night. He'd have to be pretty thick-skinned to survive. <laughs> <laughs> Tim, speaking of which, how's, yeah. your, how's your race car coming? Um, it's in Alabama. <laughs> in Alabama, it, it was all it was all pretzeled up. I had to send it to a pretzel guy to fix it. <laughs> uh, tell him, I don't know if Mark knows what happened about your. Uh, tell him about your race car real quick. Well, um, I decided I wanted to have some fun, so at sixty plus years old, I bought a uh, Super Gas twenty seven T Roadster that has an injected uh, three eighty three Chevrolet in it. Runs on methanol. And uh, I was learning how to drive it, and uh, it bit me. So uh, last October 7th at, down at Bradenton, I, uh, I, I was uh, sailing through the lights at 130 flipping. And, uh, you know, it wadded up my car, it broke my hand, it broke my wallet. And so now I'm just kind of licking the wounds. You know what they say, Tim? Drag racing will make you moderately wealthy if you start out being a multimillionaire. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't even want to race anybody. I just wanted to go for some rides, you know. And, uh, yeah. you know, pretty cool car. It was 20-plus years old technology, but still a fast, fast car. And uh, I respected it, but they were having some kind of street deal going on down there that day. And 
most everybody was running the eighth mile, and I think I decided to run the quarter mile, and it was dirty, and it just it spun out. Yeah. What uh, you so, couldn't find any chassis shops here locally to handle that? Well, I have a I have a a longtime friend that lives in Alabama, and he kept telling me, he says, "Look, just send me the car," and he says, "I'll fix it for you." So. uh I don't know. You know how you ride the emotional roller coaster? You know, you start looking for something else that's already done and this, that, and yeah. the other. And uh, anyway, I finally uh, I was able to catch a ride with somebody. I sent the car to somebody uh, with somebody that was going up to go turkey hunting with my friend Billy. So uh, anyway, my friend Billy Cartier is fixing my car. So good. we'll see how long that takes, and then I'll see, you know, how long it takes me to buy new shocks and struts and wheels and body parts. So um, it might be a lifelong project. Mark, did you ever have any uh, serious mishaps going down the track? Uh, probably the worst thing that ever happened to me, and it didn't end up in a crash, thank God, but I got down to the other end of Bradenton at about a buck forty and realized the steering wheel wasn't pinned onto the shaft. Oh, that would uh, certainly get your attention. Uh, that seems I to happen to, more than you would think. I needed to change the clothes real bad. <laughs> now, you know, years ago, Bradenton in the shutdown area, it was pretty rough. Wow. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm going back, way back. What were you driving? Uh, 67 Camaro. 67 Camaro? Okay. What's the fastest yeah. car you ever had? Uh, range and Dragster. Oh, really? You had one of those? Yeah. So that's like a, a, what we call it, a slingshot. Slingshot. The most boring thing in the world. Is it really? Well, first of all, yeah, because you don't do anything. Everything was electric and automatic, and it just, it just, I mean, you could eat a burger going down the track. They steer themselves the way the geometry on the front end is. There was nothing to it. Um, that's why I'm a stick shift diehard, because you got to have something to do when you're going down the quarter mile. There, there you go. Now, the wheelbase on that was how long on that dragster on that slingshot? Oh, God, I don't even remember now. Been way too long. And uh, and of course your your car, Tim, wasn't that basically kind of like a gasser? Basically, it was just kind of like yeah, well, a street roadster. So I mean, a uh, hundred five inch wheelbase, which is not that long, a little bit longer than a Corvette, but not that long. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, the car had been very good through uh, all the testing I was doing with it. But uh, you know, when, when you get into a situation where uh, you're lulled into something because you don't hear the tire spinning, so you don't think you're out of control. But, you know, everything's already wound out, man, and, and you're just, <laughs> you're you're skating. You don't even realize how, how close you are to uh, having an accident. And uh, I crossed that line. <laughs> the shorter the wheelbase or the narrower the wheelbase, once you lose those cars, you don't get them back. Right, you need to take your foot off the gas immediately when something doesn't feel right because you're driving by the, your seat of your pants, and that's that's your brain right there. And <laughs> your brain, you know what happens? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> hey, I mean, I had made I had made a couple steering corrections going down the track, but I, I didn't think you know that it was anything more than just. Uh, driving the car and uh it was much more than that <laughs> mark the uh or t tim back in your day what was one of the fastest cars you had besides the torino <laughs> well i i raced a 67 camaro for about five years in modified production and 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 that was a, a class where you raced uh weight to cubic inches so uh 292 cubic inches, which is nothing more than a 283 with a 60 thousandths overbore. Uh, it had to weigh 3212 because it was 11 pounds per cubic inch. And, uh, you know, it, it would mile an hour over the national record. I couldn't quite get the ET because it was a piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a car, you know. It wasn't a it wasn't a well-thought-out car. But I, I had bought a... I had bought a motor from Alton James Speed Shop and uh, out of Xenia, Ohio, and it would run. So, uh, eleven flat at 125 miles an hour was was the deal back then. And of course, this car that I just crashed would run uh, low nines, high eights, very easily at 150 miles an hour. So, uh, 
I thought I, I thought I was okay, but uh, there's a learning curve there. Um, hey, we got another caller here. I want to introduce uh, both you guys to uh, Gene Tesson from Garage One. Gene, are you there? Hey, Robert. Happy anniversary. Happy seven years on the show there. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Now, Gene, tell us a little bit of who you are real quick. And uh, say hi to Mark and say hi to uh, Tim, both good friends of mine from way back when. Hey, hi, Mark, Gene. Tim, how, how you doing, guys? Yeah, hi, How's it going? I'm Gene with Garage One. We uh, manufacture speed wax, polishes, and cleaners, and our Garage One Pro Speed Wax is our uh, flagship product. Claim the fame. It's fast and easy. Spray and wipe, and you're uh, waxing the car in minutes. We and also have a uh, Teflon-based pad that goes with it because our, our wax contains Teflon polymer, carnauba, and a powerful UV blocker. You combine it with our Teflon pad, our PolyTef applicator pad, and you're clay buff waxing the car in just minutes. And Robert's used it, and uh, he can tell you a little bit about how fast and easy it is. Yes, and you will gain some ET on the deal, too, if you use it, because your car gets slipperier there, right, uh, Gene? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All those motorheads love it, because uh, nothing sticks to the car, and it slides through the air a lot easier. Yeah, Tim, remember that little sample I gave you a couple days ago, that purple-smelling yes, yes. stuff? I, I thought it was breath freshener. I'm sorry. I thought it was like a little shot you put, you know, after you eat an onion sandwich or something. It smells good, but don't drink it. You might get drunk on it. Well, you know, I've been acting a little strange the last couple of days. You know, I've been, like, just slipping a lot. Gene, now... Well, that's another distinctive thing about our product. It has a great scent to it. It doesn't smell it, waxy or oily, and uh, it's a high-performance water-based product. Yeah, and it works. Yeah, out. see, it won't hurt you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, Gene, you're 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 a car guy from way back when, and you had a couple interesting cars too. Now, I both both Mark and uh, Tim are kind of GM oriented kind of guys, so they can appreciate your uh, GTO convertible that you had, your '65, and mm-hmm. then you've got that yeah. uh, '70 clone. So, tell us about some of the cars you had. Yeah, my um, my '65 uh, GTO. I was uh, 19 years old and. It sounds like the song, saved all my money, and uh, found the car in the auto trader, went and thought, everyone told me, don't buy it, you know, your mom and dad, don't buy it. And, of course, I did nothing but buy it and uh, enjoyed the heck out of the car. It's a 65 a PHS documented convertible Montero red GTO with a black interior, black top, four-speed. And uh, along the way, it had uh, acquired a 455 motor and dual four-barrel monthly four-speed uh, 355 Posse, and so um, she would go. She would go. No power steering, no power brakes, no air conditioning, just power. That a boy. Take all that crap <laughs> off. You don't need. <laughs> there you. Go. <laughs> you can uh, do that I when you're that younger. Brakes, brakes of steel. What's that? Brakes of steel. Is that what you said? Brakes of steel. Yeah, the pedal just seems hard as a rock, and you think oh, you're actually the- going faster as you're trying to brake. <laughs> Yes, you're absolutely right. That car had manual brakes. <laughs> that said, no power brakes. It's amazing how a car could have that much power and have the ability not to stop quickly. Yeah, and you step but, uh, on it with two feet and you still wouldn't stop the car. Exactly, exactly. Actually, we get the part. sensation that you were going faster because you're expecting the car to stop and it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so you panic. Hey, I think we got another. Well, I think we got another call in here. I think we got yeah, uh, a guy a, off the street. Some guy off the streets calling yeah. in. Hey, guy I, off the street. I call in because what you're talking about sounds like every car I've owned. <laughs> oh, hey, I'm curious. I, uh, I found familiarity in stopping on the brake with two feet and not stopping. So I would always just reach down and use my emergency brakes. Oh, that would work. That's a, that would work in a pinch. Uh, what do you think of that, Mark? No, well, that was just quick, a way of quick way to die. I, I actually could afford brakes, so. <laughs> hey, hey, how many people oh, can we have Ryan. call in that can get on at once? Is this like the old WLCY phone thing? <laughs> that, that, yeah. This is, this is four. This is, uh, we have four people maxed out here. So we have Gene. Well, not Gene. everybody is as successful as you are. <laughs> is the tower glowing or anything? Are we starting to build some heat? Yeah, there, there's smoke coming out. <laughs> <There's> smoke coming. <laughs> Now this is this yeah. Well, that way I knew I still had oil. That way you still had oil. <laughs> I just had to because my gauge was broken. That was the only way to tell whether or not I still had oil. <laughs> my not, cars never lasted very long. Why not? I don't know. You I ran. Think, you used synthetic oil. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I ever changed the oil. You know, <laughs> well, between no oil and no brakes, there's a reason for this. Well, see now, if you use okay, Garage One, telling me 
than not buying brakes for your car and not changing the oil on a regular basis has something to do with the life of the car? No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Just a little bit. This is, this, is, this is a whole revelation for me. <laughs> Gene, did you ever have any close calls with any of your cars? We're talking about close calls here earlier. Close calls. Close yeah, calls. Well, I had that 70 GTO in high school that's similar to the one I have now. Uh-huh. And... Um, I was leaving my mother's house one day, and there was a garbage truck at the apartment complex doing what it does. And I was uh, turning the corner and just uh, took off, and he didn't see me and backed up right uh, to where my roof, the roof of my car, caught the back end of that garbage truck. And I did not have a passenger, but had I had a passenger, the roof had collapsed right down in that seat. So I'll have to say that was pretty close for me. I was like... uh, Right next to a collapsed roof. Oh, so that basically took your car out of the picture. Well, believe it or not, you know me and loving cars. I uh, The insurance company totaled it. I went and got another roof, took it to a frame shop, had the frame straightened out, and I had the car rebuilt and rebuilt and repaired and repainted and back on the road. Back on the road. So, wow. That guy yeah. don't quit. He's not a quitter, Bobby. He's not a quitter, no. <laughs> Bobby, speaking of you, which, uh, so, like, do you have anything that runs and drives right now? Okay, and I told you you wouldn't believe it. I have a navigator, and the engine and the transmission is fine. Just fine. It won't die. It won't quit. Um, but the bumper is is duct taped together. The uh, back of the rear view mirror is duct taped together. The left passenger's door won't open. The rear door won't open. The lights won't go out on the interior. The heater's disconnected. The air conditioning shot. The seats are torn up, smells like an ashtray, and uh, has a really horrible paint job with four bald tires and two of the hubcaps missing. Well, you, you know what? Garage one. You need garage one. What do you need? Just trademark metal. <laughs> you need to pour a bottle of it over it. <laughs> hey, guys. We Oh. We are out of time. We're up against the clock. I want to thank my good friends, Gene and Bobby and Mark and Tim, for coming on the show. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. Check out Garage One. Check out Tim's performance. Check out Mark's auto sales. And check out Bobby, the guy off the street, because hopefully in the next couple of days he'll be driving something else besides a broken-down black navigator. In the meantime, I want to thank all my listeners and my guests for tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars tonight. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com. If you missed any of our past shows, check out... Our podcast page in Salzburg Radio and Cars. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but there's a fella in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen. You're the sound.